Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Stokes Wild. I'm Joy. And I'm Nick. And we have a very special guest with us here today. Her name is Sarah Close, and she is a graphic designer, and we're very excited to be interviewing her today. Sarah, say hello. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Hi. <laughs> Hi, how are you? How are you doing today, Sarah? Um, pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, not a bad uh, day. Not a bad day. So. Good, good. Well, um, we're super excited to have you here with us. We're actually out of state. Normally, we will be recording in Illinois, but we are in Wisconsin right now, um, and we're we're speaking at a camp. And Sarah is actually um, heading up some design work at this camp and um, doing some coordinator work here as well. And so we thought, what better opportunity than to sit down with Sarah, get to know her, and ask some questions about graphic design and other art forms that you that you work in. So we're really excited that you're here. Thanks for doing this with us. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm very excited. Yeah, absolutely. It's been an interesting journey as we've been doing this now for a few months. Mm-hmm. We've had a couple of guests on the show. We've had, obviously, our single episodes where Joy and I just talk about the, the projects we're working on or different variations of art but it's always cool and exciting when we get a chance to meet with someone and talk to them about the things that they're excited about when it comes to art and um, how that's influenced them um, and even what they're working on currently and their hopes and dreams for all that stuff so mm-hmm. um, Joy you want to kind of get us started into uh, some of the discussion and conversation yeah well uh, you know we I mentioned that you're a graphic designer but um Apart from that, our listeners don't know anything about you yet. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you kind of where you know, you're in school right now. So where you go to school, what you're majoring in, um, what that's been like for you and and kind of where you see your career, where your career, where you hope it goes. Yeah. So I grew up um, in a northwest suburb of Chicago and um I originally had gotten an art very young. Uh, my parents um, always noticed that I was kind of like a little bit more on the creative side, and I did a lot of like drawing and painting when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I really started to harness a lot of that in middle school when I got my first camera. Um, it was like a little tiny like digital point and shoot, mm-hmm. and. Um, and so I like started taking pictures, and the art teacher that I had was like, she's like, oh my goodness, these pictures are so good, and she just like highlighted me and made me feel really good about my, you know, photography skills at the time. And um, so I was like, okay, maybe this is something that I'm, you know, gonna pursue for a while. And so I continued it into high school. Um, I did. I dropped my language classes to take art classes, um, <laughs> which the guidance counselors weren't too happy about, but I was all in for art. And so I continued to focus on photography there. Mm-hmm. And I did, um, you know, I took all the photography classes. I took one design class, which is really interesting because I thought for the longest time, I'm going to go into photography mm-hmm. um, full time. I'm going to become, you know, like a National Geographic photographer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that was like, I finished AP photography my senior year and I was like, photojournalism it is. And so 
then I went away to school and I didn't like it. I didn't like <laughs> photojournalism. I didn't like the school. Um, and so I ended up coming back home for a year. And then um, I ended up transferring to Northern Illinois University. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I had an interest in graphic design. Let's see how it goes. And it was kind of like one of those happy accidents. Like I didn't really expect to love it as much as I did, but really it was like my thing all along. And so now I'm in, um, the actual name of my major is visual communication. So it's not graphic design. Okay. Um, visual communication it kind of encompasses this whole um, area of using the arts and, you know, whatever mediums you need to communicate your idea successfully, but it does have a lot of roots in graphic design. So I'm learning all of the design principles, and I do call it graphic design for, you know, people outside of it, because when I say visual, visual communication, um, people are like, what is that? Or I've even been asked, like, is that sign language? Uh, I'm like, yeah. no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but... Um, so that's where I'm at right now. I'm currently about to start in my last year there. Mm -hmm. And so my senior year, um, these next two semesters and I'm wrapping that up there. It's a three year long program. So I'm almost done. That's and awesome. Yeah, it's a little bit about me. So that's great. So you mentioned that your parents always noticed that you were kind of more creative and, and you got this digital point and shoot in junior high when you, um, when your parents kind of noticed that and started encouraging that in you, did they um, get you in any kind of art classes or things like that before high school, or kind of what was your experience with that? Um, everybody at my junior high was required to, like, every all the art classes were set up and structured for us, so um, I took what I could when I could. Right. I didn't really take a whole lot of, like, outside classes or anything, because I think they you know, it, I mean, I was like running track and I was doing all these other sports sure. and stuff. So I wasn't really like overly ambitious about it, but mm -hmm. I did have a definite interest in it. So I think, yeah. Um, I remember taking some art classes, I think in preschool, um, like way back in the mm -hmm. day, but that's mm -hmm. probably the only art outside like art classes that they ever like signed me up for or anything. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's awesome. That's that's really cool uh, that you were able to find your fit in college. Um, I don't feel like that's particularly common, at least not anymore. Uh, a lot of people go through college, I think, and then they come out the other side, and, and then they figure out what they want to do. And so I think it's really awesome that you were able to, to find that uh, while you were still in college. So that's very cool. Um you talked about visual communication and how that encompasses a bunch of different things. What are some examples of that? Um, so we we learn a lot of different types of, um, I guess, design in that class. Um, so we're not just taking, you know, classes that are like make a brochure, make this, but um, we're really learning about how to communicate ideas visually. Um, and through design and using design principles. And so um, we I've done like physical projects where I've created like typography with, um, you know, like we had this weird project where we had to create typography with toilet paper rolls. And that's like all our <laughs> professor gave us. She's like, here you go. And 
Um, you know, that was had, that was all for the instruction. Just here's some toilet paper rolls and typography. Yeah, that was pretty much it. <laughs> and she's like, "Go for it." Um, but we had to be like creative because she put limits on like you can't unroll them or you know you have to like only this amount of manipulation to the toilet paper rolls or oh, gosh. and like we only had a limited number because everybody in the class was doing this project and so it was just it was interesting um it wasn't my favorite project but <laughs> i got through it yeah um and then you know i also am learning like graphic design basics so mm-hmm. web design um print design and you know just I even made a clothing tag one time. You know, there's just so many different things that they have us do. Mm. Um, It's got its roots in graphic design, but it's not limited to that. Sure. Would you say that it kind (coughs) of falls more in line with the idea of marketing and branding that um, a lot of companies, especially now, are kind of looking for? It's it's less of like we're looking for a graphic designer, more of someone who deals with marketing and branding. Kind of. um, I think... Because it's interesting um, because we actually had a alumni chat with um, some of our alumni from our program and there were some business majors in there Um, and marketing and branding and stuff like that. I think marketing is its own like entity. Um, They know marketing strategies and, you know, the psychology behind that where we're kind of the people that just make it happen. So they're like, oh, we need a new brand for this. You know, I have company that's starting up we need a new brand and it's my job and like the student's job to figure out okay how do I represent this brand visually how much how do I um represent like how do I create a visual identity for this brand and um turn them into an actual um yeah being or an entity and so Um, We do a lot of, it's called design thinking and thinking beyond just colors and, you know, fonts and things like that. And more, um, how is this brand being communicated through all these different elements? Okay. That's really interesting. I mean, so then if you were to, like Nick is saying, work with a company that needed someone to help them develop sort of that branding and things like that, you'd be working with the marketer mm-hmm. who would be giving you, feeding you information about the psychology of it and what people, ha- like how they receive that information. Yeah. I mean, I guess it just kind of depends because some companies in some places don't have a specific marketing people mm-hmm. or specific okay. marketing people. Mm-hmm. So you kind of act as that yourself. Okay. And okay. Um, other times you will have to work under marketing or, you know, brand guidelines for, you know, bigger companies. Mm-hmm. And so there will be more specific limits that you can reach on those. Um, so I guess it just kind of all depends on where you're going. But um a lot of what I do, like if a project like that would come up, would be a lot of research and trying to understand that company, that person, um, you know, this group, and really trying to, like, how do I bring those elements of this group and show them visually? And so we do a lot of, like, research and things behind that in order to... Um, mm, create them regardless of like certain marketing strategies and things like that so it just depends sure okay that's cool what for you as a 
as a student, um, as you kind of get close to the end of being a student, but as a student, what, what for you has been like the most exciting thing uh, that you've learned so far uh, as you've gone through this education process in visual communication? What has been the driving force for you to um, pull this off the way that you want it? Because, I mean, as artists, there's always a vision that we kind of see for something, and that obviously changes as you continue to work on stuff or as people give input and whatever. But what has been kind of your drive for seeing this go the way you've wanted it to? Um, I think it's really just a desire to create new and unique things um, for other people. And I think um, it's really, really cool and exciting when I get to use my talents and my gifts to help somebody achieve their dreams even more. Um, and I always... I just, I mean, I find it really interesting, but I also want to get better at it so I can better help other people. Um, you know, I think design has a huge influence on people. Um, we are impacted by it constantly. We see it constantly. And when you have good design, um, it can entirely change your, um, the way that your business is perceived or the way that you are perceived right. versus um, with poor design, You've got a whole set of issues there where if, you know, you don't have a brand and you don't have a great logo and things like that, you're already setting yourself up for failure. And if I can help um, people understand the investment that, um, you know, needs to be made in design and like the way that you present yourself, um, you know, I think that that's one of my driving forces um, to be able to create a sense of authenticity. Yeah, for yeah. someone or something. So it's interesting that you say that because, like, that idea of investment, I think people so misrepresent or misunderstand, you know, when they're, uh, you know, the clientele. Like, hey, I have this idea. I have, you know, can you help me with this thing? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and then they come at you with, like, all these different stuff. And you're like, yeah, that's not what you want. Like, yeah. what you think you want is not what you want. Like, you need to let me as the artist, like really show you and kind of lead you to water to drink, you know, like, yeah. let me do that. And so as you've um, gone through that, how, like, you know, in your own ways, what are some of the things that you've noticed uh, as both a student, but as someone who has then had to be like, you know, um, I don't want to say forced, but as a student, you're kind of led to these guidelines, you have to create it a certain way. So some of your creativity is kind of stifled, maybe for lack of a better phrase, like in that realm, but at the same time, you maybe have to do these projects and you you know, have to help other people see the vision of what they really want, not what they think they want. Yeah. Um, so a lot of our projects, though, um, it gets kind of hard because a lot of them are like fake clients that like we make up in our own heads. Um, and so, um, but I've heard from a lot of people and I've seen this too in my own experience, like sometimes people think they know the answer to their problems. Like, oh, I need, you know, my, I need a new business card. Like my brand is not doing well. Um, we need this, but when they, what they actually need is a brand new logo because of, you know, the way that, you know, it's an investment you're investing in the whole thing. Right. Um, rather than like a small piece, you need to like fix the whole, <laughs> the whole thing. Um, and so I think that that would, yeah, it's interesting. Um, you're kind of like this mini problem solver. You go in and you look at, you know, you already evaluate what's there and people are like, well, how do I, you know, increase numbers? How do I do this? 
Um, and they're thinking, well, if I just, you know, maybe get a new website or maybe do this, but really they need like a new rebrand or they need something else. And so it's kind of like my job to go in and look at a certain situation and, you know, maybe be like, hey, I understand you might need this, but actually I think this might be where you as a client, you know, might need a little extra help and could we reconsider going in this direction? And so um, it's been interesting. There's sometimes it's a little hard to navigate. You know, you don't just always go and straight up tell people like, oh, you need this, you know, but it turns into a discussion of like, right. here's here's an area that I see might need improvement. Mm-hmm. How can we work together mm-hmm. and, you know, make this happen? I've always felt like it's uh, the movie Inception. Like I have to get the client to believe it was their idea to begin with. Yeah. And once they do that and they're bought into the idea, then we can proceed forward, even though it was maybe my idea first. It's That's like funny. you have to. We're on the same page now, right? Right, right. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I I think that uh, well, we've interviewed one other person who uh, has worked in graphic design, and that was Chris. Yep. And for me, graphic design and visual communication and all of that kind of thing is an enigma. I I can recognize something good when I see it, but I cannot tell you why it's good. And I can't tell you why I'm drawn to it or, or why I like it. I just do. And I think that that's, um, I think that's one of the best things about it is when you don't know why it's good it just is it just catches your eye and and you really appreciate it and you really enjoy it Mm -hmm. um but it from an outside perspective it seems like that would be something that is difficult to cultivate and difficult to create as the designer and as the artist what is your experience with that Uh, yeah i would say that I have to work through a lot of crap before I get to something that's really good. Um, yeah, polish it to find the diamond. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, it's it's totally true because um, we, whenever I'm working on any project in school, it's one project. If I'm really putting everything into it, it's mm-hmm. going to take maybe about a month, month and a half to finally get something that I can work with. Like our logos that we create for class, mm. um, I've done you know, literally hundreds of small sketches of things before I come out to the final one. So, you know, I have this really nice looking logo on my Instagram that I made, but it took so much work to get there. Um, And, you know, for us as designers, like we've been um, training our eyes to see good design and what what good design is and what bad design is. So it's Mm -hmm. a little bit easier for us to look at a sketch or something and identify like, okay, is this a path I want to go down or is this something that's utterly terrible? Um, And so as you go through school, you get better and better at it and you're able to identify better ideas quicker. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it just has taken me a really long time to uh, get there. But yeah, it takes a lot of work to get to something that looks really, really good. A Mm -hmm. lot of refinishing and reworking and Um, sometimes projects will sit up on my wall for a few weeks and I'll just stare at them and try to figure out like, this looks wrong. What is wrong about it? (laughs) And Uh sometimes it, it doesn't instantly come, but other times it does. So Hmm. it's a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah. That's, yeah, that's really interesting. And, um, 
well, it makes me feel a little bit better is that, like, I'm not the only one who can't always tell what's wrong with something or what's right with something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Tell us a little bit about maybe you mentioned photography. Do you still like to do photography? Do you still do oh, anything yeah. like that? Oh. It's um, whenever I do any of my own projects, our professors and stuff, they require us to either get our own photos or um, like they don't, they're not a fan of stock photos. So uh, yeah. I've had to go and do my own photography stuff. And the, all of the things that I learned in photojournalism have come in really handy. Oh, um, good. For my current degree, so. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, and then what about any other forms of art? Do you participate in or just enjoy any other forms of art? Yeah, um, I I guess um, this kind of happened by accident um, a few years ago, but I really started taking an interest in um, pen and ink drawings and, like, Oh, cool. Um, and, I think it's really important that I'm like I'm staring at my computer screen all the time mm. um, as a designer and so I think it's really important to get out <laughs> of my computer and yeah. mm -hmm. to creatively make things with my hands um, especially because sometimes um, when I uh, am <laughs> sometimes um, it takes me getting out of my computer and like either creating some hand lettering that's been painted or been drawn mm -hmm. and it takes that skill to um, finish a project that I you know I'm working on um, and so I started taking on like these pen and ink drawings and just having you know this physical medium that I could do and mm -hmm. I take an interest in stippling um, which is like a type of drawing but you're creating all these shades out of just dots, mm -hmm. um, like little tiny dots. And so yeah. I have some, you know, drawings that I've created that take over like 12 hours to make like these little tiny drawings. But, mm -hmm. um, for me, it's a sense of control and, um, I enjoy like working so hard on it and then the finished product looks super cool. So mm -hmm. that's, that's like my other medium, I guess. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. Uh, stippling is really hard. I don't usually have the patience for it. I think I did it like a couple of times in high school and I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that one anymore. <laughs> I don't have the patience for it. Um, I've always found that having a secondary form of, um, creativity available is great when I feel stuck on a project. Like, uh, I, you know, for you, it's, you're mostly at the computer, you know, uh, I'm a little more of the opposite with traditional media. And so every now and then I'll bring out like my iPad and I'll do some digital sketching. And since it doesn't destroy anything because it's just on my iPad, mm -hmm. you know, it sometimes allows me to be a little freer and less careful with my, you know, pencil and uh, or my pen or whatever. And uh, it kind of breaks down some of the mental barriers I've set up for myself. And then I can go back to what the piece I'm working on or something else and I don't know. I just always found it helpful to like kind of break out of the standard way of create creating and thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That is super cool. Um, I'm, I knew like just the tiniest snippet about what you were studying and, and what you're moving towards. Um, do you have any plans for when you graduate as far as career or something like that? 
I think right now um, a lot of my connections at school are being established in Chicago. So a lot of um, designers, there's a lot of designers that are alumni of NIU's visual communication program, and they own studios down there, um, whether they're smaller studios or sometimes, um, you know, 80, 100-person studios. And um, I think that's where I want to go after I graduate. Um, my parents still live, you know, northwest suburbs, and so I would like to be relatively close to them, but also I don't want to waste the opportunities that are already being set up for me in this city. Sure. Um, Chicago is really good. Um, there's just a lot of opportunity there. There's so much, like, yep. we're so lucky to have the Art Institute down there, and just mm. there's so many good things about Chicago. I really, like, would find it hard to leave at least right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, we were kind of talking earlier in the week about this, but since Shoy brought it up, like with it being your senior year and what's going on next, you have this, uh, you have a senior project coming up. Can you kind of give us information about what that looks like, even if you don't have like what it's going to be quite yet, mm -hmm. but at least what the project kind of parameters looks like normally? Yeah. Um, so our senior project is one entire semester. So it's the spring semester. It's your final semester. And you basically do this huge project, whether or not um, sometimes it's like uh, last year, a lot of people did rebrands. Um, so they took a current existing business and they rebranded the whole thing. So they gave them a new logo and, you know, new fonts and um, created a whole branding set for them. Um, but I think our professors wanted, you know, it's our senior project and they wanted to see more um, like it's your the end like the big hurrah like you're supposed to combine all of the things that you've learned together and create this big thing and um so i've heard some like rumors about what it might be um based on the professors that are still going to be there and um so i think they want to try and curve the project more to be um either focus on social design or um creating a brand or an identity that doesn't exist yet so um i think it's specifically for a music festival these are the two like prompts that i've heard floating around um for that so i kind of have an idea of which way i'm gonna lean but i'm i'm pretty sure i'm gonna lean towards the social design but yeah <laughs> that's cool yeah that's awesome um so tell us a little bit about what it's like to kind of get started with a project, um, whether it is something for school or something that um, you're being paid to do. You know, it's a job. Uh, you let's, you're given the parameters, let's say, and um, and it's time to start working. How what kind of what does your process look like? How do you get started? You mentioned sketching things out and tossing it and doing new sketches and and lots of that and um, at some point, you move over into this digital medium. What does that whole thing, how do you get started? What does it look like for you? So a lot of what determines how I do things is my timeline mm -hmm. on a project. So um, I first look at the timeline, and I kind of set these mini um, – this is if I'm working not in school. Usually in school, they'll have, like, these kind of, like, mini um, – 
points for us to hit. So like here, I want to see sketches. And by this date, I want to see, you know, this. So I kind of do the same thing for that in my, um, you know, outside of school, if I'm working on a project or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So immediately, most of the time, I will start with research and I will do, I will research um, like other projects that have been done with, you know, that kind of, let's say, hmm, I'm working on a logo. So I will start researching more logos, looking at logos of, you know, if I'm working on a logo for like a barbecue place, let's say, for instance, um, I'm going to start researching, you know, current barbecue logos, um, looking at what other people have done, looking at, you know, different elements of this barbecue place. Um, You know, they serve pork and they serve chicken and so you know finding out those elements and you know seeing if there's any elements that I can combine to make something interesting Mm -hmm. are they you know like a tough gnarly uh, barbecue place or are they like this you know fancy barbecue place and Mm -hmm. so really trying to understand um, the brand itself but then also looking at outside sources and seeing what's been done before can I play off of that or can I create something brand new and so usually after research it'll go into some sort of phase of sketching and then um, usually I'll scan those sketches in to the computer and then I'll draw over them Um, so a lot of logos and things are hand drawn and then I'll like clean them up in illustrator or whatever and then uh, kind of move on so that's like my whole shift sometimes I get really stuck and then I have to go back again I'm like this is trash. And then I just have to start <laughs> completely over more sketches, you yeah. know, more anything. Sometimes I get stuck along the way, but, um, it's just a lot of reworking like mm-hmm. that. That's awesome. That's so cool. Um, I'm always fascinated by color schemes in design and things like that. And like how people know, um, you know, w- what colors are going to work depending on what they're trying to accomplish. And I would imagine that that kind of goes back to that research piece, right? Like Mm -hmm. knowing where, what direction to go with that. Yeah. I actually, um, color scheme and colors comes, uh, like towards the end for me. So usually Mm -hmm. I'll start off in black and white. Um, and then I'll try to, once I have like the imagery figured out, then I start to establish color. Um, I have a really hard time with color, though, because I love a lot of colors. Yeah. And, like, so it's so hard for me to, like, that is an area that I struggle in sometimes and I'm still working on because I just want to, like, put all of these, like, bright, cool colors in it. And then Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, this looks terrible. Like, why did I even do that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that's that's been a hard part for me. But Mm. um, that usually doesn't come into play until the end. Unless sometimes, you know, the project calls for that and it calls for you know, colors is the main focus, and then I'll bring that in real in the beginning, but usually it just starts off in black and white. What's your uh, favorite color scheme to work in right now? Mm. Oh, favorite color scheme. Um, I am, like, really addicted to, like, bright colors, and so anything with a lot of contrast, like, um, that's bright. Usually if it's got yellow in it, I'm pretty set, so... Uh, that's, it's either all colors or like no colors. <laughs> There's no in between. <laughs> like I don't do like pastels or, you know, like these gray areas very well. Like yeah. any of these like 
the monotone like beige things no way like mm. it's so hard <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's great for you as a woman in design and in art um in a landscape that is predominantly kind of controlled by men what has it been like as you have worked through school and then also as you look ahead into the future of the field um what's your honest take on that you know i when I first started design, um, I did my research and, you know, I was like looking up on like payscale.com of like, you know, how, you know, how much am I going to get paid? And then they have this little section of like, you know, gender wise, like how controlled your field is. And for design, it's actually, you know, according to that website, it was like pretty decent. Um, you know, but then as I started getting into design more and I started realizing like there's all this, there's still a lot of uh, sexism and it's pretty crazy. Um, Like when you Google famous designers, you get way more males than Mm -hmm. females. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's still conferences and focus groups and, you know, uh, events that go on specifically for women in design because we're still trying to face these hurdles. And I honestly didn't think I would face them as much, but I mean, I'm, you know, two years into my program and I've, you know, I've had a professor that was particularly um, sexist and it was blatantly obvious, but, um, you know, I didn't know how I was supposed to call that out. And it's hard because I feel like I have to compete twice as hard as my male classmates do because he, Mm. he always favored them over, you know, us females or, um, but it was just so obvious and it's so hard. And, um, we have, I have one female professor and the rest were, um, males and, and our books and stuff. Um, even when I took a design history class, we talked a lot more about males and females. And so Hmm. I think there was just a lot of unexpected hurdles. Like I knew it was probably going to be an issue. Um, and I knew I was going to have to do research and make sure that I was prepared to come out of the gates when, you know, I graduated, but, you know, I feel like every day I kind of have to conquer something new or, um, you know, face sexism in some way. And so it's very interesting, um, that it's so evident. And I think to me, um, unexpectedly, uh, hard. So. Yeah. I think that, um, I mean, especially right now, there's there's a lot going on in, uh, in our country, and there's a lot going on when it comes to equality. And um, like you're saying, in, in a field that is so dominated by men, I think that um, it, it needs people like you. It needs people who recognize it, first of all, who, who are able to see it and say, yeah, this exists. And then who are willing to, you know, ask really hard questions to do something about it and, mm-hmm. and to push forward in that. Um, and I think that all of it will probably continue on an upward trend. Um, but depending on, you know, where you land on that scale, where, where your particular field lands on that scale is ultimately going to dictate to a certain degree how far it gets. Um, mm-hmm. And one thing that I think was um, 
like I think is extra interesting and extra difficult that like I'm really kind of scared to face is um, like in the classroom, I guess things are a little more protected. Like we do have like university rules that you can't be, um, you know, even though they might not always be followed or might subtly be kind of broken Mm -hmm. um, where you can't like point it out and say like, oh, this was really sexist and like, you know, you're breaking school policy. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm more nervous about when I get out into the real world and, you know, I have to be extra careful and pay extra attention to other people who will pay me less than like a male, you know, co-counterpart or, um, you know, especially in freelance it's bound to happen, um, and I have to be extra careful about, um, you know, yeah, getting paid and who I'm working for and if, you know, I'm being mistreated or not. And I am scared because I don't know how to handle those situations. I want to face them head on, and I want to mm-hmm. be like, no, I have value. I am you know, a good designer, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have my name on it. And who cares if, you know, a female did it versus a male did it. Like, you know, that's what I'm paid to do. Like Mm -hmm. I'm paid to design this. And, um, but I've heard multiple stories of people, um, getting screwed over or, um, of women not getting paid as much or women, you know, facing all of these unexpected hurdles in their career just solely because they are female. Um, and it's only really recently that we've, um, come out of sort of a, like an uber sexist time. Um, you know, we were reading about it in my design class. It was only in like the 1990s. I read about, uh, a professor quitting at Yale because a female, um, got hired to do this department job or whatever. And he, Mm. like, he's a famous designer and, um. You know, he was highly spoken of in my classes, but then to realize that he had this really sexist background mm-hmm. of, like, you know, oh, she's going to come in and, like, ruin the program, so I'm just going to quit. Like, that only happened in the 1990s, and, yeah. you know, that was when I was born. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> scary. Yeah, we're not that far f- removed from it in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. I think that it's important that, you know, as you have your work that stands so beautifully on its own you know that there is confidence in that like the it's really easy um and i I know this and i know joy knows this that as designers and artists that it's really easy for us to begin to buy into the lies of uh, judgment and deception that says we're not good enough like for this thing that we've done or this piece Mm -hmm. or the oh that's really nice but i'm not gonna pay for that you know, and yeah. it, you know, it comes back to that client <laughs> conversation, right? Of like, you don't know what you want, so let me help you with that. But then on the other side of that is, you clearly don't value me. So is this worth my time mm-hmm. to actually help you? Mm. And being confident in the fact that your designs are so good and so, uh, you know, standalone in how they are that they can be what they are instead of added to or a lot of input for, so that way it becomes <laughs> something that it wasn't intended. You know. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's just a major, you know, it's, it's funny because I think sometimes people think like, oh, like, there's no sexism in design, like, it's, mm. we're fine. But like, the fact that I've had to do research <clears throat> and like, figure out ways to like, make sure that I am going to be set or as set as my, 
male counterparts. Yeah, it just proves it. Like, you know, males don't have to do that. They don't have to, you know, worry about, like, how they're going to compete with, you know, feet. Well, I mean, they don't have to worry about it because they already know how they're going to compete with their female counterparts. And, yeah. Mm. Um, you know, they're, uh, yeah, and it's, uh, it's hard. It's yeah. hard. It's exhausting. Yeah. I, I, I've never, like, at art shows or anything like that, I've never thought, um, is what I'm selling my stuff for more than or comparable to a female here at the show? Mm-hmm. I've only ever thought, and is the price that I'm putting on this piece worth my time? Yeah. <laughs> like, is it worth the time I've put into this piece? Mm-hmm. And that's what I sell it for, and I don't think about it any other way. And yeah. I, you know, that's the ignorance of the white male man that I am, you know, that I have never had to think about it because of the quote-unquote privileges that I've had. So to hear you talk about, you know, thinking of, like, if I were to present this portfolio to a client and offer a value for it, and they you know, counterpoint, you know, with like, no, I'm going to pay you $200 less for this Mm -hmm. or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, that that probably wouldn't happen if I presented it, you know, versus someone like yourself. Like it's, it's so terrifyingly stupid, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's anything that anyone has to deal with. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time that it is scary, like, I feel like, um, I, I do want to find my value and I do really want to make sure that you know I can pave you know this the way um, maybe for you know there's a lot of females in our program that are coming behind us and Mm -hmm. being able to stand up to like the the things that we see in school and the things that our um, male classmates do or you know even our professors like being Mm -hmm. able to have an open dialogue and discussion about it and being able to bring this up and be like you know talk about we sometimes would have discussions about, hey, you know, this professor did this. Did this seem kind of off to you guys? And, like, having conversations and making them aware of it so that way in the future, like, you know, when those things happen and when slight, you know, sexist things do happen, that they can recognize it and make sure to um, be able to continue forward or start up a discussion or call that stuff out. Um, You know, I... I'm confident in my abilities to see it. Um, and maybe I don't see it all the time, but I am getting a lot better at, you know, having those discussions and, you know, bringing it up to people. And yeah. so that way others can recognize that this is happening. It's not just, you know, because it's art and art can be progressive that we're not, you know, that everything's great here. It's not, right. <laughs> it's not, right. that's yeah. slight misconception. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I think to your point of like marketing yourself and and knowing your worth and things like that, Nick, similarly to what you mentioned about, you know, um, you, you go to an art show and you price something for what you think it's worth for the amount of time and effort that you've put into it, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, however you want to think of it. You don't consider, um, you know, oh, how much am I charging as compared to my female counterparts? And... Um, and similarly, if you are commissioned to do a piece, you know, if somebody asks you to create something for them, you sign a contract, whatever. Yeah. Um, and in negotiating, they say, well, you know, um, I'm willing to pay you X number of dollars less than what you said, mm-hmm. you know, you you are yeah. asking for. And you can push back on that and you can say, yeah, no, I'm not going right. to do that. And usually, culturally, 
um, in America, that will be pretty readily accepted from a man that like kind of steady, like, no, that's, you know, I don't want to, um, you're able to be firm, you're able to be confident and it's just taken as like, oh, okay, well he knows his worth and either they're willing to pay you that amount or they're not. Whereas a lot of times if a woman pushes back and says, no, I'm not willing to do that. I know my worth and I, I, this is how much I charge for this kind of project. Mm. It's met very differently. Oh yeah. And I've seen that too. Like where people have been like, like for, for me, for example, you know, getting someone who's like, Hey, I want you to paint this piece. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's going to be, you know, let's say $200, for example, mm-hmm. you know, for the time and paint and all this stuff. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't really expecting that. <laughs> you know, I was thinking it'd be more like $50. Like, yeah, no, oh, it's going to be $200. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Such a difference. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that those conversations have actually happened, and I'm like, okay, all right. Um, and I'm like, no, it's $200. And then usually that conversation ends, you know. Mm. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll think about it. And I know I won't hear back from them. Yeah. But then I've seen it from other people, like when it comes to a female, you know, Mm. just even people that I don't know, but like I'll see them post about it, like on Instagram artists, I follow a female Mm. artist and things like that, where it's like the response then is, oh, I guess you really don't want the work, you know, and it's like Mm. snide, rude comments that then come up to try and again, guilt and pressure someone like a woman who might not have the same quote unquote confidence to like, you know, hold their worth into the value of their projects, you mm-hmm. know, and I, it's just dumb. Like to me, it's just dumb. Like that people would do that. Yeah. That yeah. they would undervalue another human being because of what they interpret is, you know, normal or whatever. Yeah. Right. Well, and a lot of it, I think, also comes down to like even before that conversation happens, like, you know, do as a woman, like, do I have, you know, are people going to look at my website and be like, oh, yeah, I want to hire her? Or, mm-hmm. you know, are they more likely to look at, you know, my male, um, you know, classmates' website and, you know, they see this male who's confident and stuff. So even, like, before those conversations already happening, there's thoughts and there's yep. things that are taking place where, like, mm-hmm. um, I even saw it, I think, at a little bit at our senior art show um, where, like, there was this girl who was... Um, She's really talented, really talented senior. Um, I loved looking at all of her work, but a lot of people would just pass her by to go to the two male classmates that were standing right next to her. Mm. Um, anytime, uh, you know, like a person came up to me and was like, hey, who do you think's the, you know, because I would explain myself. I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm the year behind. And they would ask, oh, okay, so who's the best in the senior class? I'd point them right back to her because mm-hmm. I was like, you're skipping her, like, She's right over there. She's great. Um, mm-hmm. But it was it was just interesting to watch. Um, even just this systematic se- sexism that already exists. Yep. Yeah. Um, and the amount of opportunities that are already uh, lost just because of a gender is scary. Yeah, absolutely. I know that there are a lot of women, um, whether it's in photography or art or design or... Um, particularly women who are authors who will use their first two initials and then their last name. Mm-hmm. Um, they, to give the appearance that they're a man. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, because the truth is it will sell better. Mm-hmm. Yep. You'll well, get you better pay. That, you'll get hired more. You saw that classically, you know, like in early, like early, like literature and novels. You know, oh, and, yeah. 
and all this stuff where it was like under a pseudonym or like yeah, yeah. initials so that way it could be published because oh we're not going to publish a woman oh this yeah. wasn't written by mm-hmm. a woman snicker mm-hmm. snicker you know like right. and then it's <laughs> <laughs> right and then you find out years later it's like oh this is great this is a classic this is amazing mm-hmm. and yeah yeah but if that had you know tried to sell then you would have been like no this is garbage because right sexism yeah right exactly well, i had a friend who just graduated um with a degree in creative writing and it's 2019 and she mm-hmm. has chosen to just use her first and her middle initial mm-hmm. because she's like well i'm already like fighting a lot of you know battles early on so why yeah. not just make it simpler and just use yeah. my initials yeah <laughs> yeah i wonder too like you mentioned about your website when you're an author a lot of times you don't have to show your face you know they see a name Mm-hmm. And yeah. then read the words, and that's it. Period. Maybe if you're lucky, they'll go to the back cover. Yeah, but more <laughs> more often than not, people. <laughs> oh no, it's a woman. Oh. <laughs> um, but you know, more often than not, when people pick up a book or they look up the title for a book or whatever, it says the name. Yeah. And the and the author, and and that's it. The title of the book and the name of the author. Period. And then you make a decision based on the content. When it comes to a website for an artist or something like that. Um, I think it is interesting to note that, at least on the websites that I've seen, there are a lot of artist pictures. You know, this like this is a photo of the artist. This is who they are, and um, this is what they look like. And so, in I think in the art world, it can be. A little bit it can be more difficult right so maybe you do choose to use your first two <coughs> initials and just your last name is that the kind of thing where now you it doesn't really matter because now your photo is on your website or something <laughs> like that you know yeah um yeah, i mean i think it's a combination of wanting to <coughs> excuse me sorry i'm dying okay. over <laughs> <coughs> it's a it's a combination of wanting to embrace who you are yeah um and really show the world like what you have to offer versus um you know like uh you know fearing that those things are gonna be what holds you back Mm -hmm. and so um i think in my own personal um (laughs) my own personal uh experience i think i just want to like embrace that and just you know like yeah these hurdles are scary and yeah these things are going to be a lot but i'm going to do it I'm going to do it with a smile on my face and I'm, you know, I'm going to push back against those things that are already pushing against me mm-hmm. and just go for it. And mm-hmm. if, you know, if you're too narrow minded to see me for my talent and my value, then, you know, right. that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and it's it's funny, too, because um, I think it's necessary and I think it's worth it. And everybody has to make their own decision surrounding that. But you know, for the people who maybe are kind of wondering, like, well, what do they mean when they say sexism in, you know, in the workplace and in design and art and, and whatever? Like, how can that possibly still exist? It's 2019. Are you sure you're not just maybe not as good as the other guys? In your, <laughs> maybe you're not as good as the other guys in your class or, or maybe you're, you know, whatever. But if we look back at America's history, the reality is that, like, even in the right to own property, the right to vote. That didn't happen 
for a very long time and for white women. And then if you tack on to that, um, how long it took for women of color, how long it took for uh, Native American women and, and the battle that they are still fighting, the fact that their right to vote is less than 100 years old is mind-blowing. And it shows itself again and again, the fact that women were not allowed to own property, you weren't allowed to own a business, things like mm-hmm. that. Um, I, I think that you have to look back at history. And it, when you do and you see just how short a time it's been since women have had rights that are equal to, you know, quote-unquote equal to men's, it's not surprising that there are still disparities in pay. It's mm-hmm. not surprising that there are still people who say, well, I think I'm going to go pick him instead. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can't catch up on that kind of history. Yeah. Not that quickly anyway. So, I, yeah. sorry, you look like you're going to say something. I was just going to say anything worth <laughs> having is worth fighting for. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. You know, just like you said, Sarah, as a... As unfortunate as it is that it's 2019 to be someone who can help pave the way for even the students, the female students, you know, and and juniors and sophomores and freshmen that are Mm -hmm. coming in, Mm -hmm. you know, that is a, that is a title to be revered, you know, Mm -hmm. and as lame as it is that it's still happening, you know, to at least say, you know what, I'm going to at least champion what I can to help Mm -hmm. anyone else who Mm -hmm. comes behind me Um, is definitely worth the battle yeah a lot of um my favorite designers are female um Mm. one of my favorites is her name's paula share and she um we watched like a video on her one day while um in class and like just to see this um strong like woman who had you know, she had even more hurdles than I do because mm. she, you know, she went through a lot more than, you know, because, you know, in like the 70s and stuff, mm-hmm. um, there was a lot more, I think, that she had to work through versus what I have now. And it's because of people like her that, you know, and, the you know, a lot of other women before me um, who have kind of already made that way easier. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I look up to them and, you know, I hope that however in my career someday that I could be one of those women that, you know, somebody coming behind me is like, oh man, she's, you know, she's so cool. She, she did these things, even though everybody said that she probably couldn't. And, Mm. um, you know, that's like, I think one of my other goals too. I want to be one of those people for somebody else. Just remember us when you get there. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, totally. <laughs> Don't get too good for us. <laughs> no, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah do you remember people? us? No, I gotta stay humble. What was we interviewed you names? next to a bunch uh, of chickens. <laughs> Rodney. <laughs> yeah. We interviewed you. Uh, chickens. At chickens Ranch and next ducks. To chickens and, and ducks. turkeys. Don't forget. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, well, as we as we get towards the end of our, our time together, uh, there is a segment that we do on the show called "What Are We Going to Do Today." And as we get to this segment, what we're going to do today, we talk about projects we're currently working on and um, or projects we're hoping to, to work on. Uh, just that helps our uh, us to stay accountable for Joy and I, mm-hmm. um, as well as our listeners and the things that they'll sometimes email us about and let us know about that they're working on for accountability. And every time we have a guest, we have them share as much as they can. Sometimes they're working on things that they can't talk about yet. 
um, at least on air. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, uh, if there's any projects that you're working on and you want to share with us, that would be awesome. So um, this is our segment, What We Gonna Do Today. Hey, hey, what we gonna do today? So, Nick. Yes. What have you been working on? What are some projects that you're currently doing and going through? Uh, well, other than being a guest speaker this week at uh, Phantom Ranch Bible well, for Camp. For a second, I thought you were making a joke about our podcast. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm being, being a guest, a guest on, speaker. I'm, I'm a weekly guest on my own podcast. I'm not a co-host. I'm a guest. I this forgot. Is special. I forgot what um, else we were doing here. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Um, no, so other than, like, right now, so Joy and I are both uh, guest speakers at camp this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of kind of taken up the focus right now. But um, for those of you who've been listening through the last uh, 12 or 13 weeks as we've been doing the show, you know that there's been a lot of transition and changes happening in terms of work for me as I move into some self-employment and then going back to school soon. And so some of the stuff that I've been working on and will continue to work on during this time is the children's poetry book, which I wrote a couple poems this week in some of my free time and uh, have kind of done some thumbnail rough drafts kind of drawings for that. Mm-hmm. We got some noises. There's definitely, it's like a fan or an air conditioner or something. Every once in a while it goes, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, if you hear that, it's just because, you know, we're on the road, like Joy said. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I, I've, I've written a couple poems this week and done some thumbnail sketches for mm-hmm. ideas for that as well, um, with some different things. And so that's kind of what I've been working on. But this Saturday... Um, or by the time the show goes out yesterday, there will have been a, (laughs) I should say, so yesterday, Joy and I will have been at the Liberty Arts Fest in Morris. Yes. And, uh, so I'm calling it right now. It was awesome. Yep. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) So many people bought so much stuff. I will (laughs) have purchased frozen lemonade. Yeah, probably. Probably. And it's supposed to be like 110 degrees that day, oh. so it's going to be so hot. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good uh, luck, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is exciting. And some of the stuff that you've been doing that you've been working on is prepara- preparation for uh, getting into school. So you had to do a special test that took a very long time. Yeah, it was and, like a five-hour test. Yeah, the GRE. Yep, and, fun. And doing some, some things to get ready to apply for that, too. Yep. I but, think that counts. Yeah, but in terms of creativity, that's kind of where I've, I've been at. And I've been, ooh, I didn't tell you this yet. So oh, okay. I've got this idea yeah. for a series of paintings okay. based on modern mythology. Oh, so cool. not like old Greek mythology with like no. Heracles and stuff, no. but like modern mythology and like legends and stories. Of like, like Bigfoot? No, okay. of like real people that are legendary. Oh, 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 gotcha. You know, gotcha. Who, who, may, who may like have already passed or whatever, but sure. within the last 100, 200 years are legendary because of something they've done yes. um, or there's like a mythos about them, mm-hmm. right? Cool. And I'm not going to get into the details of who yet. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, just because I'm playing that one close to the chest until I continue to work on it. But That's yeah. fair. Okay. Continue doing that. Okay, I will. Okay. <laughs> Sarah, as the as our special guest, what are some things you're working on or have been working on this summer? So at camp, um, 
that's currently where I am uh, this summer. So I've been um, helping direct some of the camps and um, just making sure things run here. Um, so that's taken up a lot of my time, but I love it, so I can't complain. Um, in terms of creative stuff, it's been really cool because I've gotten to work a lot more um, on like visual things for camp. Mm-hmm. So I'm currently... Um, or I helped do like the camper book. And so um, I got to do that. I got to make this cool like motion graphic for uh, the chapel sessions. So it mm-hmm. plays in between, you know, when the worship is ending and the speaker, you guys are coming up on stage. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was pretty cool. It is very cool. I'm, I'm glad you guys think it's cool. It. <laughs> um, and I've been doing just a lot of like little odd jobs. Like mm-hmm. I've been asked to do some new business cards and, um, you know, maybe even a new website for camp. Oh, that so, would be so great. That would be awesome. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I was supposed to announce that to the masses yet, but. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Our um, millions of listeners will yes. share that. With We're global. So We are global. That's not a lie. It's not a lie. Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> it's Switzerland. It's maybe. New Zealand. Well, slightly Australia, misrepresentative Ireland. of the number of people who listen to yeah. us. Because I think uh, there's one person Namibia. in each country. <laughs> no, that's like, pretty cool. Even if it's one listen, it still counts. No, that's listen. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hey, if you're listening right now, guys, out there in the world, day or night, we love you. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> Don't tell anyone that Sarah might be doing a new website for yeah. Fan Ranch. Um, it's probably fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. It's cool. It's okay. the secret's already kind of been let out around camp anyways so it's making its way around yeah Yeah. but i hope to do that for them too um and then like i guess personal projects i've been really wanting to learn hand lettering a lot more Mm, sweet and so kind of mastering that i think is going to be like this next year um when i get a little more free time i'm trying to do like little sketches here and there just to kind of improve like the way that i compose things and Mm. put things together and like serif versus non or sans serif non serifs what am i talking about um and so i know what you're talking about i have no idea what you're talking about i don't know (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) um and so just kind of learning the the basics of that i've i'm excited but uh, that's kind of on hold until I finish the rest of the summer stuff. So um, we'll see where it goes. That's cool. Awesome. That's awesome. Joy, how about you? Oh, man. I'm here speaking at the camp that is uh, currently occupying all of my time. But I'm very excited for Saturday, which will have been yesterday in the future. <laughs> <laughs> we're so we're so clear and concise right now. <laughs> Yesterday, yesterday in the future yesterday. will have been Saturday. <laughs> now, when we release our episodes on Sundays, so yeah. Yes. By the time you listen to this. It will have been yesterday. No. They could also listen to it on Monday, in which case, you know, it, it will have already will, passed. It will have already happened. Yeah. So, but I am very excited because I, uh, that is the day that I plan to try out the Lino block. On Saturday? Yep. At the show? That's right. In front of everybody? That's right. Sweet. That's Doing gonna be it. awesome. Wait, what is that? You look like, well, okay, a lino block. So I dabbled for a little while in printmaking. Ooh. Like block, and I block mean printmaking. dabble. 
No, I I did I did that for a project one time. Did you? It's, oh, it's and so I took fun, a isn't it? Class too, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, but That's we didn't awesome. do any. Is the stuff you're using like uh, the rubbery stuff? Yeah. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I I used that for a project, like mm-hmm. literally, like about a year ago. That's awesome. Yeah, Joy Joy's I done some of those it. before, and uh, I love it so we much. just I yeah I just am, am brand to it brand new to it and yeah. i've i've tried to do a little bit of it but joy's been doing some more and then we have this yeah. lino block so it's a little bit harder like than, linoleum basically oh yeah okay. and it's which is also designed for the block print but it's mm-hmm. a little bit like harder and tougher than obviously the rubber yeah mm-hmm. um, so kinda, yeah it comes you have to kind of like heat a it up carving. a tiny tiny bit oh. so before you can like carve into it uh some people sit on it <laughs> for a couple minutes before wow. they carve into it. Yeah. That's a process. But to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you have to warm it up ever so slightly. You want um, my butt print? Ew. <laughs> oh, gross. No. I mean, block print. No, no. I'll just sat on it. It's fine. <laughs> oh. That's how I imagine that, that voice. Oh that'd be the type of person that it's would It's going to change my voice and everything. <laughs> hey, I made this thing. You want to give it a try? <laughs> it's like Kermit the Frog meets, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Anyone? I don't know what that is. Southern. I don't know. Okay, (laughs) so. um, No, but I I have never worked with a lino block before, but we have one. And I'm going to give it a try. And we'll see what happens. Actually, because it's supposed to be so hot. You probably don't need to sit on it. I bet I don't need to sit on it. (laughs) It's probably going to be good to go. It's going to be fine. Yeah. But once we get some sturdier sharper tools that i would really like to move into uh actually using wood blocks i want to give you know give leno a shot get used to that and then move on to wood blocks so that's my plan yep that's it that's the whole thing awesome well for uh those of you listening if you have projects you're working on again you can always send us an email stoke the wild at gmail.com and let us know what you're working on and help keep each other accountable we've had people in the past share some of their projects with us which are really really cool and uh, if you do share it with us and you're willing to, like, give us links to that information, we can share that with, uh, you know, our followers and stuff like that, too. We always want to support one another, which is super, mm-hmm. super cool. Um, but I think that that's the show. So yep. if you want to find us, we're at Stoke the Wild um, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as our website, stokethewild.com. Our store has launched. It's been about two weeks now since we just launched the shop. So that's things uh, are flying off of the proverbial shelves. Yeah. T shirts and stickers, stickers and posters and art prints. And what about the Octopack? The Octopack. Is that a thing yet? Yeah. So the Octopack is available now uh, yeah. for those of you who've been asking about it, uh, which is based on a short poem that I wrote about a seven legged, seven tentacled octopus. Tentacle. Yep. <clears throat> Yeah. And uh, there's this, it comes with the print as a postcard. So it's a five by seven postcard mm-hmm. like that you can actually send in the mail. And it stuff. looks really and, cool. Uh, and then there, it's also a, like a three by five sticker and a mm-hmm. small two and a half inch pin uh, of the octopus. So it's mm-hmm. the octopack and it's all together and you get that one cool sweet package. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Nick, where, <laughs> where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Nick Dirtinger Art or on Facebook at Nick Dirtinger Art or on Twitter because there's less characters at Nick Dirtinger. <laughs> no great. laugh. Oh. I mean, like, it's just at Nick Dirtinger, yeah. not at Nick Dirtinger. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can find me at JM Dirtinger on Instagram. 
I don't care about Twitter, so <laughs> <laughs> I have one, but I don't use it. So good luck. And Sarah, where can people find you if they want to check out your work and follow along with what you're working on? Um, you can find me two places. I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, on Twitter, it's at close underscore not far. So K-L-O-S. It's my last name. Um, and then I'm pr- you know, I'm pretty funny on there, so yeah, check it out. I just got that. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of just like a weird combination of my thoughts. So just, you know, check it out if you need a laugh. Um, mm. I feel like this last year I've seen a lot of things about food. So. Food? Yeah. Oh, oh. really? Maybe. No, I want to I don't look. know. Mostly it's just a lot of complaining about like <laughs> my, I'm like, oh, I procrastinated too much on this project now it's I'm, 2 a.m where are my cheetos yeah no uh, like and then if you want to see all that you know on my instagram because i make stories about it sometimes um you can find me at close underscore not far or if you want just like the art stuff you can find me at um i believe it's um <coughs> sarah close underscore i'm gonna look it up right now Very cool. we'll have all that tagged below uh in the liner notes so that way you guys can <laughs> check it out follow along and see what Sarah's been working on. And if you want to know more about her story, you can check that out there. So thank you guys uh, for listening. Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show this week. It was uh, a joy and it was fun. And uh, yeah. It was great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys, we'll catch you next week. All right. Bye.